Welcome to another special episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. This episode, of all the episodes we have presented so far, is near the top of the list of ones that are going to make the most dramatic improvements in your statistics the quickest. I have seen businesses double in one month and more than triple in two or three months with the application of just this one datum. One of the unique things about this is that there is no real lag in getting results with this one if you can master it with sincerity. We're going to talk about one of the most misunderstood terms in all of management and administration, the term hard sell. I'm going to give you the standard definition of the term quickly here, but then we're going to break it down because many people think they understand this definition, and they certainly don't, as evidenced by their poor application of it. Okay, so hard sell. And this is from Mr. Hubbard's article of 4 March 1965, means insistence people buy. And then he further defined it as caring about the person, not being reasonable with stops and barriers, and getting him fully paid up and taking the service. Alron Hubbard. Now, to get a better understanding of this, I'm going to clear up two other terms with you. The first of these is soft sell, which Mr. Hubbard uh, describes or defines in an article of the 2nd of June, 1965, the action of vaguely maundering about one's product. Now, to maunder means to wander about mentally. It can also mean to move, go, or act in an aimless, confused manner. And uh, I have witnessed many a member who goes about sales in an aimless, confused manner. Mr. Hubbard further defines it, 23 September 1964, dictating, reducing prices, or advising, quote, don't be so direct, soften up the ads, the public objects, end quote. How does that sound? Hopefully not too familiar to you. But I am all too familiar with this. And that is, you know, guys, members beating around the bush and not being direct, trying to sell without appearing to be selling. You know, we commonly run into this with a technical expert, let's say, you know, who's founding a business, started an enterprise. Perhaps it's a healer, a doctor, uh, a nutritionist, or an accountant, or even a mechanic, or... Uh, you know, an expert carpenter, doesn't really matter, but somebody who has a, a tremendous skill in a particular technical area. And of course, because they're so skilled, they're very trusted, you know, very trusted mechanic, a very trusted doctor. And uh, at a certain point, they're telling you what's needed. They're telling you, you know, this is what you're going to need for you to build this extension onto your house. This is what you're going to need for your kitchen. This is what you're going to need for your teeth. This is what you're going to need for uh, your... Uh, to handle this case, let's say it's a lawyer, um, and you know they're 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 wearing a certain hat and they're wearing a certain beingness, and that is, uh, you could almost call it an advisor, consultant type beingness, and there's a point where they need to transition over to being the salesman. Now, if you understand your basic principles of be do have, have the have is the product, and and the do 
is what you're doing to get there. So in order to have, you have to, of course, do. But in order to do, you have to be. If you've got your beingness all squirrely, then you're not going to do the do correctly, and you're certainly not going to result. It's not going to result in a product or a half. Okay? So there's this individual, and he's sitting there, um, and now he's going to transition over from this technical advisor hat or beingness into the sales beingness. And he's going to try and do it without it being noticed by the consumer. Now, how the devil are you going to do that? You can only do that by trying to be sneaky about it, by trying to be covert about it. And uh, we covered this in earlier episodes. Uh, covert or hidden intentions in an effort to control a situation is not going to work. That's not real control. Okay. And as we're going to cover later, control is an element in sales and hard sell. And there's nothing wrong with that. And you might think there's something wrong with it as I say it right now. But if you hang in there uh, to the end of this podcast, you're going to understand it fully and thoroughly and you're going to be really cool with it. Okay. So, but anyway, suffice to say it doesn't work to try and covertly sell somebody without them noticing that you're now selling them. Okay, sooner or later, they're going to catch on. And at that point, if you've been indirect about it, it might be more upsetting than if you were just very straightforward about it. And okay, good, let's start talking about price. Let's start talking about getting on with this. Let's start talking about starting on the service or, or, or whatever it is you're discussing. And at that juncture, one makes a transition from one beingness to another, or it's possible you pass it off to the salesman. Okay, so you're just a technical guy, so you give your advice, and now you pass it to another person. That person's got that beingness, and that person is the salesman. And they should hopefully have no problem with being a salesman and have no problem with the beingness of a salesman, and they should understand hard sell, what we're about to cover. But if you're the uh, founder of your organization, you are asking for it if you do not have your own confront in on sales and are not able yourself to transition over. So whether you have salespeople or not, you need to listen to this podcast and this episode and you need to practice this. Okay, you need to understand this fully or you are always going to be the effect of your salespeople, which is no fun. I probably don't have to draw big pictures of how not fun it is to be the effect of your salespeople. So that's soft sell, like beating around the bush and not being direct and, uh, you know, maundering, basically. Okay, let's look at uh, this next term, crush sell. Okay, now we might ask ourselves, how does the word selling become such a bad word? Well, probably it has a lot to do with this crush sell. So crush sell is uh, when you overdo the hard sell technique, which we're going to get into, you wind up with crush sell. All right, and crush means... I like this definition. It's from, uh, I think this one's from Oxford. Deform, pulverize, or force inwards by compressing forcefully. The example they give here is you can crush a pill between two spoons. Okay, it comes from the old French word croissir and Middle English crush. And that means, croissir means gnash teeth or crack. <laughs> so, yeah. Crush, gnash your teeth, crack your teeth, try to crack the guy when you're selling them. Uh, I like this, you know, deform or pulverize 
you know, you're trying to deform your prospect, pulverize your prospect, or how about this, force inwards by compressing forcefully. You know, let's get the guy to look inwards. Let's push in his uh, his space in some way. Okay, that's crush cell, and that's no bueno. Okay, it's got nothing to do with caring about the guy. It's got nothing to do with when when we clear up the word sales and sell. You'll understand it's got nothing to do with sale. It's it's, it's completely squirrely and off the rails. Okay, now if you look at the word selling, it means get this. This is from. Uh, uh, standard dictionary here, the act of assisting, inducing, or being responsible for a person buying a product, service, property, or idea. That sounds kind of cool. You know, you're assisting someone, you're inducing them to move along, and you're being responsible for a person. Like, okay, good, I'm going to take care of you. Okay, I'm responsible for you. You're here to make a decision, and uh, I'm going to help you with that. I'm going to assist you with that. And it can be a product, a service, a property, or an idea. You know, we often sell our ideas. And the origin is from a Germanic, old English word. Get this. Actually, from an, a, a Norse word, selen. Uh, the Norse word is selja, selja, probably, S-E-L-J-A, which means to give up. To So it, the origin is to give up, sell, Early use included the sense give hand something over voluntarily in response to a request. So the old Vikings, man, they were, when they were selling, they were handing over things that other people had asked for. What a different flow. You know, to sell somebody something was to give them something that they needed or wanted. So that's your definition of the word selling. So maybe we should take sales and selling out of the dirty word category. This this planet would get nowhere without sales and salespeople. So let's recognize that. But let's also recognize that there is an infinite number of ways sales can be given a bad name by being done badly or unethically. Now, I mentioned earlier in earlier episodes that one of the features of the Hubbard Management System is that it is self-protecting. The only person who will not get results from Mr. Hubbard's developments in the field of administration and management is the unethical person. It just won't work for them. Nor is this more obvious than in the subject of, of sales and hard sell. I'm going to take this moment as an aside that if you feel your service or product is questionable, solve that problem. If there's any issue with your product or service, fix that. Because if you don't fix that, then all these podcasts are going to be of diminished value to you. Even so, the, the fundamentals that are being taught here are going to help you, but there will be a strong limit and there's good odds that there's going to be a backlash. Okay. So fix your product, fix your service so that you feel whole and ethical when you're marketing and selling it. Otherwise this technology will not, uh, will not work for you, will not be very effective. Okay. So, um, now that we've cleared up these contrasting datums of soft cell and crush cell, Let's look into hard sales some more. Now, there is a business definition for the term hard. And that is, uh, it's used to describe information that can be proved, like hard facts, hard figures. Uh, a hard event is an event that actually occurred, right? Or So he says there, 
there are some examples here. There are no hard numbers. Um, the report documented hard evidence of problems at the refinery. So this is the definition of hard. Now, if we take a look at uh, one of the definitions of the word soft in the English dictionary, Mr. Oxford defines it as sympathetic, lenient, or compassionate, especially to a degree perceived as excessive, not strict or sufficiently strict. And the example they give here is the administration is uh, not becoming soft on crime. So hard is factual. It's direct. And soft is lenient, reasonable, uh, to an excessive degree. That, that is two definitions of soft versus hard. And so when we're starting to talk about hard sell, we're talking about real sales. Okay, direct sales where you are in a sales cycle and you are going to do it properly. So again, Mr. Hubbard defines it as means and systems people buy and caring about the person not being reasonable with stops and barriers and getting them fully paid up and taking the service. Okay. Caring about the person. That's the first description he uses here on the second definition, caring about the person. So, okay, I got to care about this person in front of me that I'm about to sell a product or service to. What does that mean exactly? So let's look up Mr. Hubbard's definition of care for it. And this is in an article of 17 January 62. Listen to this. Care for it is a broader concept than, but similar to, start, change, or stop it. It includes guard it, help it, like it, be interested in it, etc. What does it mean exactly to care about somebody or to care about something? Now, hopefully you've all taken our advice here and you've read or reread Mr. Hubbard's brilliant book, Problems at Work. But just as a reminder, he states there, quote, the cycle of action of this universe is start, change, and stop. This is also the anatomy of control, end quote. So when Mr. Hubbard defines care for it as a broader concept than, but similar to start, change, or stop it, we're basically saying if you care about something, you control it, okay? If you care about your car, you control all the aspects and factors of your car. You don't drive it into uh, a tree. You don't um, park it in a way that it's going to get scratched when people get out of the car next to it. You take care of it. You control it properly. If you uh, love your children and you care for your children, you do put control into their lives. You don't let them go and do crazy things that are going to endanger them or endanger others. Uh, you make sure that they get up and go to school and learn things. I don't want to go to school. You're controlling the situation here, okay? I'm the parent and um, I care for you, so I'm going to control it. If you're going into uh, if you're boarding an aircraft, uh, you're, you want to be cared for. And then the attendants there, uh, make sure you're sitting in the right seat and they pick up your bags and say, okay, this one's got to go up front here. And the captain's, uh, telling everybody, okay, you know, turn down your, uh, your devices, turn off your devices and they are in control. Ladies and gentlemen, as we prepare for takeoff, please turn off all electronic devices. 
they start change and stop you. Okay. And I don't think anybody who makes a big row about being cared for or being controlled when they're getting on an airplane gets booted off the airplane because they're endangering themselves and everybody else on the airplane. So uh, positive control done with proper and caring intention, not hidden, no hidden agendas. That's care. You know, you walk into your tailor uh, to get fitted for a suit and he turns you this way and he turns you that way and he has you lift up one arm and then drop it and the next arm and drop it and pull up your pants and do this and do that. You don't sit there. What are you doing? What are you doing trying to start change and stop me? What are you doing trying to control me? I'm leaving. No, you're not leaving. You're being taken care of. What would you think if the, if the tailor was to say, you know, well, you know, uh, put it on however you want. You know, uh, you want it all baggy? My tailor practically threw me out one day because I brought in my favorite suit. I said, I want one just like this. He says, I won't make you one. Why? He says, it's too baggy. You know, you're tall, you're slim. Why don't you show that off instead of wearing these baggy suits? I'm like, I like baggy suits. He says, nope, I won't make you one. And uh, next thing I know, I'm uh, wearing a more fitted suit. And of course, everybody around me is commenting, what a great suit. You know, that's control. That's care. He's caring for me. And he's the boss. Okay, he's my tailor. So again, Mr. Hubbard's definition of care for it. Care for it is a broader concept than, but similar to, start, change, or stop it. It includes guard it, help it, like it, be interested in it, etc. Next time you are selling something to a customer, First of all, don't be diffident or backed off. It's a fancy word for backed off on being in control. Okay. Uh, but take the attitude. You're guarding them. You're helping them. You like them. And above all, be interested in them. Genuinely. There's nothing phonier than phony interest. In my opinion, that's my humble opinion. But being genuinely interested in someone or what they're dealing with is almost the ultimate prerequisite to hard sell. And everything else seems to come along if you just put that genuine interest in there. Because right there, uh, the start, change, and stop goes in, the control goes in, the guarding of it goes in, the helping and liking of it seems to go in. Just practice that. Be genuinely interested in your prospects and see if that doesn't almost naturally lead to hard sell. Now, Hubbard goes on to define further on hard sell. He says, the art of hard sell is you tell people to do something. It is based on knowing and promoting in the line of truth and not being reasonable about people who want other things, quote unquote. In other words, destructive things. You know, and so this guy is coming to you and uh, he's looking at purchasing a service from you and he's comparing it to uh, another person's service or product. And perhaps that service or product, you know for a fact, is just not as good as yours. <laughs> You know, you know that, you know, you're the best, you know, you've got the, the thing that that person really needs. 
what they really want, okay? And you've got it, and you trust yourself. I'm not saying you can't trust anybody else around you to provide quality service or product, okay? But you, you are certainly uh, confident in self. This is why it is so important to have ethical product or service because you are promoting in the line of truth. The moment you start deviating from truth and you start presenting something that's untrue, bam, right there, your heart cells got to go out. You're violating the very definition of heart cell. You're violating the very definition of caring about the person. If you really cared about him, you'd send him to the next guy down the street. Say, I suck. You don't want to buy from me. You want to buy from that guy. You know, strangely enough, you might do better if you do need to work on the quality of your product. I'm not advising this necessarily, but honesty, truth. You cannot be hard sell unless you are promoting in the line of truth. Hard sell is part of the very definition of care for it. Okay? But if you've got those aspects in there, then not being insistent with the person and using this word reasonable. You start getting reasonable with them to their detriment. Now, Mr. Hubbard uses the word reasonable very advisedly. Okay, it's a very specialized definition. It's defined as unable to recognize illogical data for what it is. We've all heard this. People giving completely illogical explanations for why they cannot purchase something. Okay, well, you know, I didn't bring my credit card with me. That's kind of illogical. Like you're going to go shopping without a credit card. Not too likely. Or, you know, it's for me, but I have to discuss it with somebody else or whatever. I mean, some of it's logical, some of it's not. You have to ask questions and be interested and care for the person in order to sort out what is logical and what is illogical. When are you being reasonable and when are you being attentive and caring? Okay. So do not confuse bullheaded, stubborn, robotic, quote unquote, insistence as being uh, unreasonable. Okay. Being unreasonable would be uh, being interested, helping, start changing and stopping. Like, hey, I really want you to have this. This is something you really need. This is exactly what you're looking for. We are coming up with a very survival arrangement. So now we have a barrier. Let's, if we're genuinely interested, let's understand the barrier better. Let's get to the bottom of it. Let's see if it truly is a barrier or if it's just something being thrown up um, because the person is, uh, is not necessarily logical. People aren't always in a logical stance when they're being sold. Okay? Let's just leave it at that. I'm not going to get into all the science of the mind behind all that, but they, let's just leave it that they are not necessarily fully themselves. They put on perhaps a certain persona. Uh, to uh, get involved with the sales cycle. So you have to be able to uh, handle that with your care, with your interest, with your liking of them and your interest in them, okay? And that will tend to 
uh, melt or get rid of the artificial persona that might be there that's stopping them from making the survival decision you're trying to help them to make. Now, that's hard sell. Okay? Don't mix it up with uh, crush sell or some other kind of idiocy. Clear your terms. Understand it fully. And start using it. And you are going to see uh, dramatic changes without any kind of a time lag because, you know, you can have whatever, you know, when we talk about outflow, we talk about communication, uh, promotion, marketing. Yes, these things all work. And a lot of times they work almost instantaneously. It's strange, strangely enough, this uh, outflow inflow cycle we've talked about in earlier episodes. But um, you have a prospect in front of you and you are hard sell versus soft sell or crush sell or no sell or whatever it is, you can imagine you're going to see a dramatic shift in your closing percentages and the um, the size perhaps of the sales. Because another thing too, if you really care about the person, tell them what they need. The art of hard sell is you tell people to do something. It is based on knowing and promoting in the line of truth and not being reasonable about people who want you know, other things, quote unquote, that you know is not going to serve them. So if you have a customer and they come in and maybe they're not, uh, maybe they're not in a three-piece suit and maybe they're not flashing a diamond ring and uh, you get a very good assessment of what they need, particularly in the area of healthcare or anything like that, tell them what they need. Just promote in the line of truth, you would be surprised. Too often the members will, well, I, you know, they have a, uh, a preset idea of what they think the customer will be willing to accept in the way of price or service. You can always back it down to something that's going to work with you're genuinely interested and you're genuinely in communication and you're genuinely caring for them. Start from the place of what, this is what will really serve you. Or ask them their budget. Be a little cautious about gauging things only by their budget uh, because sometimes their budget is just not realistic. You know, I've walked into camera shops and, you know, audio shops to pick up, for instance, the recording equipment that we're using to do these um, podcasts and been upsold. I guess you could say upsold, but I know why I was upsold because what I was looking at was not adequate for what I was trying to to accomplish. And so the salesperson there was caring enough to make sure that I got what I really needed that would really serve me and that would make me happy. And yes, I spent a little bit more than I had expected to, but first of all, it wasn't that much more. And second of all, now I can produce the product I want to produce. And that's because my salesperson was caring enough to really establish exactly what I was trying to do and uh, give me forthright and true data on what I needed. And of course, uh, that person's also earned my business for life. So don't underestimate the power of true, genuine hard sell. It will make dramatic changes to your business almost, Im well, immediately, factually, because that person in front of you, uh, that prospect, that customer, that um uh, even if it's a regular customer, they are now going to get heart sold and they are going to buy from you because what you're offering them is what they really are looking for. 
and because you cared enough to uh, get that across to them and you were interested enough to get that across to them. And so they win, you win, uh, society wins, and this is how, this is the new economy. This is how we should base our resurgence, if you will, uh, in the next coming months and years. Let's build a new economy based on ethics, based on care, based on genuine hard sell. I hope this was helpful. Um, and uh, probably a few light bulbs went off. I hope so. And uh, let's have no more soft sell or crush sell. Let's have a bunch of genuine, caring hard sell. And let's build a better world. Thank you very much for uh, listening. And uh, do not neglect to send us your uh, questions or uh, originations or successes or wins. We get we get a lot of them, but we can always have more. We love it. We really do. We read every single one of them. Some of them are very touching and really life-changing for us to hear the wins that some of you guys are having. So please don't hesitate to write us at info at wiseeastus.org. Um, you know, there is now a link on the homepage of this uh, podcast. So you can click right there and drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much and talk to you again soon. <laughs>